Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, July the 8th. As we continue to gear up for the July 24th opening day for your Philadelphia Phillies, the season will actually start on the 23rd uh, with a, a couple other games, the Yankees and Nationals, and uh, it's going to be a fun night that night. But um, the uh, Phillies will get started on the 24th against the Miami Marlins. We went through the entire schedule yesterday, day by day, game by game. The long stretch of 20 straight games um, uh, in August into September is definitely going to be the um, key to their season, as we discussed yesterday. You can go back and listen to that show. There's a lot of information on the schedule, how it shakes out as far as it goes. I think it shook out pretty well, considering they have one of the toughest schedules, and we've seen those numbers since then. You look at like a team like the Reds, uh, it's been a big graphic going around versus the Phillies in terms of, of competition and the Phillies uh, against teams that were over 500 last year versus the, the Reds. It's like, you know, 38 times versus 18 times. You know, all those types of crazy numbers where it's very clear that no matter what, the Phillies are, are just fighting an uphill battle compared to teams like the Reds, the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, those other teams that, their schedule just flat out isn't as difficult. It just is what it is because of the opponents on the schedule in this weird, messed up year. In a year where 60 games is, is you know, the, the max amount of games you're playing, the, the amount of games you're playing, um, you know, and every game matters so much more, uh, such an imbalanced schedule is going to end up being a factor. And look, it could be the reason the Phillies don't make the playoffs. The Phillies might play better than the Reds and still not make the playoffs because the Reds had a much easier schedule. The Reds get to play worse teams. So <clears throat> it is going to be uh, an uphill battle, and that is frustrating. But I do think that the way it shook out, considering the schedule, considering the teams they have to play, it definitely could have been worse. You get the Yankees out of the way in the first week of the season. You're done with them. You know, Tampa Bay that last week of the season um, is another, you know, interesting one there. You only play them that one three-game series. You would have liked to see the Orioles more, but getting the, the Blue Jays six times is solid. If you're going to, you know, it's the second team you would want the most to play the most in the AL East after the Orioles, of course. So you take that and then um, nine of your first 13 games against the Blue Jays and the Marlins gives the Phillies a chance to get off to a, a potentially a hot start and... Hot starts are everything this year. I know, and, you know we always joke about the hot start and don't buy into the hot start and they'll fade away. This year, there's no such thing. A hot start will very likely give you a, a very strong chance to make the playoffs this year. So that is what is um, the Phillies need to shoot for. They need to start hot. They need to play well out of the gate, which is something the Phillies have done all right over at the last couple of years. A new manager, new team, all that type of stuff, but... 
Um, Phillies have started pretty well. So, you know, you hope that they'll be able to start well again uh, this season when it's actually the most important season to to start hot. Um, all right. Uh, later in the week, uh, we will dive into the, what the lineup's going to look like, um, you know, how this rotation's going to shake out. Will Spencer Howard be on the roster to start the season? I don't think he will. Joe Girardi said it's going to depend. He talked about that a couple days ago that, you know, he's, you got to see where Howard's at. But um, today, yesterday, Matt Klintak spoke to the media talking about a lot of the issues with the team, particularly the issues uh, with the COVID-19 testing cases and, and, and the uh, cases of players um, who were there. So let, let's dive into some of it. We'll go into more detail with some quotes for each. Um so, Clintag provided the following updates. Hector Neris had tested positive, has cleared all protocols, is in camp, is ready to go. We'll get some quotes specifically in a bit. Uh, Tommy Hunter and Scott Kingery, both of whom tested positive, are feeling healthy. Uh, they're not in camp yet, but they're going through uh, protocols. Clintag said, quote-unquote, retesting. Players have to get a negative test twice before they can return to the team. Mickey Matuk who was a non-roster outfielder, was tested positive as well during his intake screening. He is sidelined now. Uh, three members of the Phillies coaching staff have tested positive. Bench coach Rob Thompson, bullpen coach Jim Gott, and bullpen catcher Greg Brodzinski were among the group that tested positive in Clearwater. They have yet to return to the Philadelphia Phillies. Apparently, according to Klentak, all three have been asymptomatic for some time but are still following protocols before they can return. And then uh, uh, Francisco Liriano, um, we'll get to that in a minute, but it does seem like um, he is considering opting out still. You know, went to camp and is is unsure of if he's going to stay. We'll get into that in a minute. Let's start with uh, what we talked about a few days ago and has been the predominant issue across the sport right now. I think the number one most important thing that Major League Baseball has to get a handle on right now is the testing errors that they have been running into the issue a few days ago with teams having to shut down their their camps for the day because of a lack of results back. We saw the Adam Hazley situation where a, a potential false positive kept him out of camp that he was never even diagnosed correctly. Um, you know, that we're having these issues with with I mean, that amazing thing is bad. That's a bad look for baseball. And it's one of many bad looks for baseball that has been really, you know, an issue. Clintag called it a lab error. <laughs> really quickly, before we get into the specific quotes, think about that. We're talking about Major League Baseball coming back in the midst of a pandemic and the potential for them not to be able to trust the test that's telling them if these guys can play or not, tell them if these guys have COVID-19 or not. I mean, that's a massive, gargantuan concern. It is the top concern that any fan of Major League Baseball should have right now. If, Like right now, if if and we are into the process. Like I said, opening day is 16 days away from today. You know, we are we are right there, and it is... Players are practicing. Teams are together. We have GMs talking. We have coaches talking. Like, this is happening. The number one thing that could shut this down quickly is this issue right now. Is the fact that the testing is a problem. So this is something that Major League Baseball absolutely has to get a handle on. Button it up, as I said a few days ago, immediately. Here are Clentax quotes uh, talking about the lab error. 
Um, this is from Clentech on Adam Hazley. Uh, quote, unquote. He took his test as part of the intake screening process last week. The test was sent in with the rest of the tests, and we never received a result from that. That's what happened. <laughs> We're not pointing any fingers, but that's the reason his arrival to camp was delayed, because we didn't have a result for his tests. Once we realized that we weren't going to get that result, <laughs> oh my God. What? How is that possible? All right, I'll go on. Uh, again, quoting Clinton. Once we realized that we weren't getting that result, we retested him and he tested negative, and today is the first day he could be back. There's really no issues whatsoever with Adam. He's done everything right. He's never been sick, and we're happy to have him back on the field today. Move, you know, Clintech goes on about the testing. It's going to be critical that the testing is done reliably and done quickly. The league folks, the Players Association folks, and the folks at the lab are doing the best they can, and we absolutely understand that this is a huge undertaking, and it's the first time these parties have ever gone through that. So we understand all that. Nevertheless, it's frustrating for a player like Adam Hazley or the Phillies when something like that happens. And our hope throughout the league is that we work through these instances early and that we will be able to smooth them out later in camp and later in the season. All right, so that is huge, right? I mean, Clintag is, is speaking to everybody there, the Players Association, the league, the testing folks, and saying, hey, you know, I get it, but this has to stop. And it, it does. You know, the point of our hope, it has to, we work through these instances early so that we can get it done, you know, correct for later. Yes, that is everything. You know, that is huge. Um, it is, look, you know, there's always going to be kinks and there's going to be, you know, this is a, a system and infrastructure that has never been done before or had to be done before for this sport, for this system, as it were. And um, I can understand that it's not going to be perfect from the jump. Now, I would have hoped it would be. The importance of this is the kind of thing where you would hope that they would have reliable testing. They would have a, a infrastructure set up, prepared to turn these tests around quickly, to make sure these tests are judged properly, all that stuff. You, you would have hoped. That is clearly not the case. So now Major League Baseball has a very short period of time to fix this. This is not something that can linger into the season. Like, they're not going to say, all right, no game tonight because there's no tests. That could happen. Like, that's the path we're on. It's the same idea. Teams had to shut down their training camps because they didn't have test results back. If that happens during the season, that means no game that night. Think about that. We've already got a condensed, tight season in a short amount of time with not a ton of off days and not a lot of room for rainouts or other issues. This is something they have to get a handle on now. This cannot linger. This cannot linger into the season. Like, Glendak says, and hopefully, you know, we get it fixed so we're good later in camp and later into the season. It's like, you have to. There is no season if this doesn't get fixed. This is the kind of thing that could submarine the season. It is the most important thing in baseball right now. Figuring this testing thing out and making sure it's running smoothly across the board, that's it. It's everything. It is the most important thing in baseball. Again, Adam Hazley wasn't there because they never got a test result for him. They never got a test result for him. 
on the intake screenings, the very first big screening that they're doing for Major League Baseball for teams, they never got a result. Other teams had to shut down their camps. Not okay. Not okay. This is a big deal. It's important. Baseball has to fix it immediately. Nothing else matters right now. That's it. Fix it. Rant over. But seriously, I mean, this is coming from a a place of concern. More than anything, I'm excited about baseball. I'm my number one emotion when thinking about baseball right now is excitement that we are so close to a season actually beginning, that we are actually going to be able to sit in our houses at night, Friday night, July 24th at 7 o'clock. I'm going to be able to turn my TV on and watch the Phillies play baseball. That is amazing. That is just awesome. I'm so freaking in for it. Give it to me. Like, couldn't be more in. All in. But this testing thing concerns me. My second emotion is concern, is nerves. Because this is a big deal. And it's something they have to get a handle on quickly. Because it could be an issue. All right, Clintac spoke about a lot of other things. Uh, talking about Aaron Nola. He says, I know that y'all spoke with Aaron Nola yesterday after his first day at camp, and he threw a bullpen session and looked great. And I know he detailed the sort of the process that he had to go through and his protocol to get back on the field, so I don't have really much more to add there other than what he said, which is that he never tested positive and was just absent for a few days because that's what protocols mandate when you have exposure to someone who's positive. So that's why Aaron wasn't here, and he's given me the consent to talk about that as well. That's another interesting comment at the end there. He's given me the consent to talk about it. That is clearly something that... Um, is a personal decision for players. Some players are talking about it, some aren't. Scott Kingery, we'll talk about that, uh, You know, really came out and talked about what a tough time he had with coronavirus, saying he was sick for two weeks and that you know, at one point he couldn't move without his whole body shaking. We're hearing the same thing with you know, Freddie Freeman has talked about his struggles with the virus. So um, I do think it is important for the players who do speak out, and I understand, look, HIPAA, all the types of, you don't want to, Put that out there. Cool. Do your thing. I, I respect everyone's privacy. But I do appreciate the players who are talking about it. Um, the Freddie Freemans, the Scott Kingerys, the guys who are saying, hey, this is no joke. Like, but take this seriously. I, I do think that, you know, when you hear about professional athletes at, you know, the ages they're at, you know, 27, 30, this, that, like in the, the prime shape of anyone on the planet, so to speak, um, that, you know, they go through this too and that this is no joke. I think is um I think it's important that those people – um, and shout out to Scott Kingery for being one of them, that they're willing to talk about it. That they're willing to put out there what they went through and um, maybe it helps some people take it seriously because I do think that is um, clearly important. And, and to the NOLA point, it is super important that NOLA's good to go. We talked on Monday, you know, when we weren't sure about the Air NOLA situation, about the potential for NOLA to miss the start of season, Zach Wheeler to miss the start of season with the birth of his kid. And then you're looking at Jake Arrieta taking the hill on opening day or Zach Eflin taking the hill on opening day. Um, this is good news. This is exciting that that Nola is. Uh, obviously, it's great that he wasn't infected like we initially thought, but also that he is healthy. He is there. He is looking good. I think we can feel pretty confident right now that come 16 days from now when the Phillies are opening their season at home against the Miami Marlins and Aaron Nola will be the pitcher taking the hill for it. All right. Clentac uh, spoke about Hector Neris as well, another Player who's uh, uh, been in uh, was on the COVID special COVID list and announced that. Um, Clintag said, "You will see today if you haven't already. Hector Neris is back in camp. He completed all his protocols and is feeling great and ready to go. That is huge. It is just so important to have 
Hector Neris back again. You know, I've talked about this a lot. I think, uh, at least for me, it's pretty clear he is the only pitcher in the bullpen that I have full confidence in. I think Hector Neris is really good. <laughs> you know, he had the the stretch as a closer, you know, a couple years ago, and then last year better and all that. But he's had some um, hiccups in that role. But I, I think he finally figured out how to pitch in the ninth, the mentality he needs. But the stuff is there. Uh, he's a legitimate top type of major league reliever. Uh, you know, I, I, he has the stuff to be. I, I Dangerous to say this, but I actually trust Hector Neris. I trust him as the team's closer. I trust him as a reliever. Um, it is a big question mark, the bullpen to begin with, but I think um, Hector Neris being healthy and being there is is so crucially important. You could argue that Hector Neris is one of the most important players on this team when you consider the lack of depth in the bullpen, the lack of guys you can count on, and just how good Neris has been for them and, and how good I think he can be. Hector Neris, a, a pivotal, pivotal member of this team. Um, so I'm happy he's back. Um, Adam Hazley, we already talked about. He uh, he talked about it. He did one more um, quote though that um, I, I should have read before, but is is interesting talking about the um, the testing errors. Uh, um, he said, and this is after the the quote I had said about um, uh, about getting it better for the season. You know, getting it the instances out of the way. Um, here's what he said: I hope they won't continue. My hope is that when an issue presents itself early in spring training like this, it gives all parties the, necess- the time to make the necessary adjustments and limit the instances of something like this occurring in the future. I think we need to be realistic as well, and I don't know the numbers. You may know them better. There are a huge volume of tests taking place daily, and I'm not making excuses for the process, but when you have this number, this volume of tests like this, it's reasonable to not expect it to go perfectly, especially at the beginning. So he said, in Adam's case, I'm glad he was able to return after just four days away. And we'll still have two and a half week runway to get ready for the season. In Nola's case, very much the same. He only missed three days and should be fine. I think all of us in the industry need to understand that there are going to be ups and downs and instances we need to work around. But so far, I'm glad that we've got these guys to return as quickly as they have. So, yeah, again, you know, I think that Clint Tech has to paint a rosier picture on it than, than I do. Um, this is a real concern. They need to do better. And I agree. I understand that with that, like I said earlier, with the volume of testing, with the first time situation of it all where you're doing this volume of testing for this specific situation, this infrastructure, this timeline for testing to return that the, there's so many factors, so many protocols involved and, and it's never been done. So I, I, I agree. I think, you know, it was fair to expect hiccups. The problem is that this is the type of thing where hiccups can't fly, you know, certainly not much longer. So um, I do agree that, that, it's better to get these hiccups out of the way now than in the season. That part of it is definitely true. But, um, again, it's something – my point is it's something we can't downplay. I think this is really, really, really important and maybe the most important thing going on right now. Um, all right, Scott Kingery and Tommy Hunter. We talked a little about Kingery. Um, uh, Kingery uh, with a piece uh, with Jim Salisbury, if you want to check it out on NBC Sports Philly, really detailed the hell that is the coronavirus. Um, you know, he talked about he couldn't – I got, quote, unquote, I got chills so bad I couldn't move without my whole body shaking. Um, he said he left an imprint of his body in his sheets because of the sweat. Um, he had headaches. He was tired, low energy fatigue, shortness of breath for a week. Um, he said he felt like he laid on the couch for three weeks without moving. He was tired to just go upstairs. Um, so he said he wants people to know a few things. He says it really does spring on you fast. 
Even if you don't think you're in a position to be exposed, it comes on very fast. It can creep up on you and get pretty bad like it did with me. I know five or six people who had it, and every single person was affected differently. Some had a sore throat really bad. I never had a sore throat. Some were asymptomatic the whole way I was not. So it is interesting. And and look, I I really appreciate, again, like I said before, I appreciate that people like Scott Kingery are willing to come out and, and say things like that and be like, hey, listen, like this is a serious thing that I went through. And it was no joke. I'm, I'm young, I'm healthy, and, and it kicked my butt. I, I think that's noble uh, for Kingery and Freddie Freeman and others to come out and talk about it. So I really genuinely appreciate that from Scott Kingery, and I'm so happy that he is back healthy, back on the field, and it looks like he... Should be ready to, to be able to ramp up. We'll, we'll hope and see that he's ready to ramp up start the season. Um, Clentac talking about Kingery and Tommy Hunter said, uh, Scott Kingery and Tommy Hunter both were positive for COVID-19 and are in the process of going through protocols right now. Both of them are feeling 100% and are ready to go, but are just going through the process of retesting and will be back as soon as possible. Uh, when asked if they could be back by opening day, he said, I think the best way I can answer that is that both these guys, they're feeling very good right now which is obviously the most important thing. They still have to pass consecutive tests and follow the rest of the protocols before they return. But I think the fact they're both feeling good bodes well for their time frames. Beyond that, I could really speculate about a return date because we know what the protocols can take. The time it takes to return can vary depending on the details of the protocols. So that makes sense. And again, good news. I think, you know, positive things. Tommy Hunter also a very important part of this bullpen. You know, with the lack of, of talent there. Mickey Matuk, uh, also positive test. Uh, Clintax said Mickey Matuk is a positive. Uh, he did report to Philadelphia last week and participated in the intake screening process, and it was during that process that his positive test was revealed. He, like the others, is feeling good and itching to get back, but understands he needs to follow the protocols and pass all the tests before he returns. We talked about the coaches. Um, Clintax, speaking about those coaches, um, said they are uh, all symptomatic following protocols. He said, first of all, we're not forcing anybody to come back, asking if anyone wanted to opt out. Thompson, 56, got 60. Um, uh, first of all, we're not forcing anybody to come back, he said. Clintax said, uh, we absolutely understand whether it's players or staff that everybody's situation is different. Everybody's health history is different. Everybody's family situation is different. And we want everybody to feel comfortable making the best decision for themselves without any interference or pressure from the organization. Given the two that you mentioned, both are itching to get back and have feeling, been feeling good for weeks now. So I don't anticipate either of them would opt out. But again, I want to make it clear that if anyone in the organization felt unsafe or felt uncomfortable and felt like they wanted to opt out, the organization would support that. And I agree. I, I, I do too. I, I feel the same way. I can't ask anyone to risk what this risk is uh, with, you know, if they don't want to. Uh, which leads us to the last thing to mention today, Francisco Liriano. Um, we had uh, it had we had assumed that at this point that there were no Philadelphia Phillies players who were going to opt out of the season, but um, Clentac said that actually Francisco Liriano is is considering it. He's thinking about it. Uh, this is from Clentac. Uh, Francisco Liriano has been absent from camp the last few days. There is no COVID update there. He's really evaluating the situation and whether he wants to play or not. I don't know exactly where that's going to go, but he has not been at camp the last few days, and I'm not sure if he will return, and if so, when. Right now, he's evaluating the situation before determining next steps. So, look, that's a pretty big deal. Um, I've talked about Liriano, in my opinion, being the, the one addition of the bullpen this offseason that I was excited about. He's a really talented lefty reliever who can get left-handed hitters out. Uh, obviously a pro, has been around for a while, former starters, had some amazing years in the league and all that. Um, again, it'd be a bummer. I won't begrudge him if 
for any reason, personal or family, Francisco Liriano does not feel safe or does not feel like participating in this season is worth it for him in the long run, good on him. I, I will literally hold zero ill will towards him. Um, and he's got to do what he's got to do. I hope he decides to play because I do think he's a valuable member of this bullpen. I think that he can make a difference for this team in an area where they really need help making a difference. Um, but ultimately, again, I will not begrudge the man his choice if he decides that it is not safe, if he does not want to do it. Well, guess what? Have a nice year, Francisco, and hopefully we'll see you next year. So we'll see how that shakes out. Obviously, we'll be on top of it, and we'll continue to hear the news out of camp and hope that they figure this testing thing out quickly and that we can start to worry about baseball issues more than testing issues. That is my biggest hope right now. So uh, we will dive into some lineup stuff the rest of this week, continue to look at the Phillies roster, what's going on down at camp, and, and all that and more. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourself out there. Uh, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.